in the year 2017. Two complete strangers with flex time on their hands meet at a Simpsons trivia night outside of Boston. Together with their powers, they created the Frosted Side Podcast. Their mission? These two hosts join forces with a guest to review an episode of their favorite cartoon, as well as a cereal chosen by the guests themselves, and eat it on air. Radical! Their mission as listener is simple. Okay. Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the TV, but not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, because here comes the frosted side with the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Lindquist. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the frosted side. Welcome back, Dave Lindquist. Hey, Dave. How's it going? You know, it's doing great. I got the new job working for one of the micro cable and internet providers doing sales. I feel so important. I have the business development manager title. I f- almost feel like an adult. Almost. There's still some I heard things you, I have to work out. I heard you got your first sale on the books. Yes. <laughs> Should we delve into that right here, right now? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Someone was, wink, someone wink. was in, Somebody some, helped me out. Somebody was in desperate need of a new uh, new internet company and was planning on going to the one that happened to hire his podcast co-host recently. So I heard that yeah, through that, the grapevine. That, that well. well, I hear he's doing a good job, but he's got to get a few more signups. But that's another story for another time. Even though he just started. Oh, wow. He, he's, he's been walking up and down Boston, this kid. Oh, he's been uh, yo-yo dieting because now he's getting all the steps again and working oh, from the office go. and doing genealogy and putting out fires and not literally putting out fires, although I could, he could put out fires. <laughs> not I, he could. Why not? <laughs> I'm excited to pull in our guest here. Is I'm excited to talk about uh, this week's uh, topics at hand, especially when you say two. pull in, you mean like grab grab our guest with a cane, like yeah, you we, know we, they're walking and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast, not a vaudeville act, but it's, okay. I, I guess we. I uh, brought all those tomatoes home from Demul is for nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have been practicing my burlesque routine, but I'm pretty sure you don't want to see it. All right. Okay, maybe so- maybe we do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We turn the video on in this for some reason. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in for seeing the act. Why not? Don't you want us? <laughs> All right. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right, so that voice is our guest this week, uh, my friend, and uh, now yours, Dave. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle Bonzek. Michelle, welcome. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. Glad You're to very have you. welcome. Welcome to the pro- welcome to the podcast, Michelle Bonzek. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you, and you picked a cereal and a cartoon, corn pops and haunted house hangups. Scooby did we do? Yes. All right. I was so excited. The classic Saturday morning. I can't believe nobody had picked it before. And then I picked it and realized, oh, it's because there's 90 bajillion and 12 iterations it of it. It's so intense. And so yeah. it's, it's a scary. The fandom is intense. It's a scary pick. Yeah. yeah. They have a scuba, Scoobypedia. I, I hopped, I hopped on what, it and yeah. like, it is detailed. I did, like, I did too. a lot yeah. going on there. Yep. Oh. 
There's a lot of people yeah, very they have into a new Scooby-Doo. one coming out on I'm HBO Max, which focuses just on <laughs> Velma, and we'll get into that in a few minutes because I did some research. I'm surprised. Oh, you you have the shock va- uh, face on, Michelle. Like, <gasps> oh, I've heard nothing about this yet. Well, that's why we're here. We we take care of that for you. I didn't know. Oh my God, besties. <laughs> See, I knew that we were going to be great friends. I'm stealing his thunder. So, so wait. Is, <laughs> Sorry, oh, Dave. Is this going to be like? <laughs> is this going to be like Riverdale? Or are we going to get the live action like mm-hmm. edgy Velma series? I'm staying out of Riverdale. Oh my gosh. I want it to be like if Velma was Veronica Mars. <laughs> I can see that's that what I want. Like selling, so I I wouldn't be too surprised. Um. A hundred ten percent would watch every episode so more than good. once. <laughs> so you do a podcast, Michelle. Why don't you tell people what the podcast is about and uh Maybe we can give you some hints, or maybe you can give us some hints on increasing our market. Oh, well, I can't help you increase your market. Like, two people watch, listen to mine. But um, I'm really excited, and I love it. And um, it's called Might I Suggest. Um, And it is a podcast where each episode I bring on a guest, and they give me a series of things that they are passionate about, that they love. So pieces of, of art. So it could be... A TV show or a movie or a book uh, or um, an album and based. And so we talk about those things. I experience them. So um, I read the book or I um, listen to the album and then we discuss them. And at the end of each episode, I suggest things that they might like based on what they have given to me. What's it called again? Might I suggest? I love that title. Perfect fit. That is a great title, and that's available. Thank you. You're very welcome. That's available on all platforms, right? Correct, yes. All right, so we'll any, plug uh, in. Any highlights for things people have picked? Um, so it's been, like, really widespread, which is really cool. Oh, um, my One of my favorite things, though, and the best memories is my first episode. Um, I brought on my friend John Herman, and he... Um, he picked Aphex Twin. Come to um, Daddy. And it was uh it was his ambient sounds volume two or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the way that I listen to music is I take this take the album for a drive. So I tried driving to this <laughs> like four and a half hour. <laughs> thing and i was like i can't do it i got like eight minutes and it was like i'm gonna fall asleep on the road and like <laughs> crash and like kill myself Ooh. and that can't happen because no. like then i can't record the podcast and what is the point of me listening to it if i can't record it so um i took it home and i it just so happened that that same weekend i was trying to marie condo my clothing um so i was like picking up pieces of clothing and being like does it give me joy um and I don't know if you've ever listened to the album, but uh, it gets really darker and like much more intricate and like complex as you go into the album. Cause it's supposed to be like 
for your sleep. Um, I did not know that side note as I went into it. So as like, I started out being like, thank you for your service, which is what Marie Kondo does. And then as I got like heavier into the album, I was like, I'm done with you. You're dead to me. And I was like, okay, this is mean. I can't, I got to stop now. Um, And when I sat down to podcast with him, he's like, oh, I should have told you I, I went to sleep to it. I sleep to that album. That's not so bad. And I was like, you're a jerk. I like ripped clothing and almost drove off of a cliff. Like, how dare you? So um, that was one of the best stories about like the background. But we had such a great, like I've had such a great time because each episode is really different because it really is very personal to the guest for that week. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it's been really fun. And Apex Twins, uh, they had that song, Come to Daddy, and then Licking Windows. Mm -hmm. Oh, it takes me back to college. Yeah. Well, and I learned so much about him. Like, he's this, like, weird, mysterious recluse. And he just sometimes, like, dumps, like, hundreds of songs on the internet for free. And Mm -hmm. then, like, a month later, they're gone. And he, like, says nothing. And I'm like, that's kind of... That's kind of bad behind. I don't know if we can swear on here, so I said behind. Oh, of course oh, yeah, you feel can. Free. Go yeah. for it. Yep. <laughs> also, I'm Absolutely. a teacher, so I'm like, bad butt. <laughs> He's a I'm, badass. Uh, I'm impressed by the self-censor where uh, we're kind of learning to do that around this household right now with our little mimicker. Yeah, so, that's going to be a thing that comes into play real hard very quickly. She, uh, she dropped something the other day, and there may have been an F-bomb from her. So. Uh, we won't tell. <laughs> but here's the thing. It. I respect it if she uses it right. Right. Oh, no, it was completely fitting. <laughs> Every now and then, you just got to throw out an F-bomb. You just got to let one loose. It's my life motto. I, I totally understand. <laughs> just let out that primal F-bomb every now and then, you know, just, just to mix things up a little bit. How did you two meet? Because... Dave and I, we have guests on. Sometimes I know the guests. Sometimes Dave knows the guests. Sometimes mm-hmm. we both know the guests. And this is my first time meeting you. Yeah. Um, Piles of mutual acquaintances, I guess. Yeah. So on the internet? A little bit? No. Uh, Facebook? no. Oh, okay. In real life? No, no pre-date, predating that. Oh, yeah. Pre-dating. Wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Facebook maybe even. Um, I ended up going, um, and so because we had a bunch of different mutual friends, I ended up starting to go to uh, Fiestas at uh, Dave's apartment, and we started hanging out there. Dave th- and the then, s- throws the sexiest parties, just for the record. Of course. It's fact, yep. Well, you had a, you had a spectacular uh comedy act with two of my uh, good friends from college at one point yeah um, that is also true <laughs> yeah i think various like improv sketch groups uh, yeah. i knew a lot of performers and michelle was performing in a lot of these things too yeah and uh, dave is really wonderful and super supportive so he would come to shows and stuff i try to yeah, yeah. I, I love live events this last year's been tough in that regard dave and oh. i met at uh simpsons trivia oh dave, yes of course wearing the uh, 2017 simpson shirt here i was supposed nice. to wait for somebody else actually whom i met on social media and then i that person didn't show up and so i was all by myself and dave was gracious enough to let me be on his team and we finished fourth place i think that's we finished so awesome. and, and that's the type of human that dave is and then we had a couple of mutuals kevin harrington was one of them actually and that yeah. he's been on our podcast a couple of times yeah i know kevin i've listened to his his episodes no kevin's the best 
Uh, so that's how you two met. That's your origin story. Yeah. yeah and now we're superheroes. <laughs> so many. Right on. I was going to say, I've, I've been meaning to ask uh, anything. Uh, are you hearing anything on the horizon? Are you looking into like what live performing is going to be like going forward? You must be missing that. This past I, yeah, it's been it's been over a year. Um, la- uh, March 7th of last year was um, my last performance. And it's not that I'm a creepy weirdo. It's my brother's birthday, which is why I remember oh, it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunately, Improv Boston, where I perform, lost its physical space yeah. for performing. So um, we don't quite know what's going to happen. But um, I do love improv a lot. And I love performing live. And it's a lot of fun. And it really... Um, it feeds my creativity a lot. So I hope to eventually get back there. I also hope to eventually get back to teaching improv, which is another thing that I love a lot. I was driving for, well, not me, but my friend at his new job that uh, works for that cable and internet provider that Dave Linquist was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Boston on Harvard Ave leaving after visiting some properties and he was driving through where the common ground used to be in Boston, where you, they used oh, to have I the my, so-called nineties so night. And then, and then he got a little depressed because he looked at the draft. He looked at the common ground and he remembered that quote unquote dirty old Boston from the summer of 2007. And then took a <laughs> swing around where hopefully the new, uh, Great Scott's going to be relocated and where's Pizzeria, Pizzeria Regina. And then you see yeah. all the, the fancy apartments going on in, in Linden on Linden street mm-hmm. and Pratt street. And it's just not the same. It's just, yeah, the, the city has changed so much. It's just, there's something sterile about it and it's happening across every major metropolitan area. And it's not a Boston thing. It's just, I don't know, a societal breakdown. You know, you're, yeah. we're losing that, that soul. And I get it. Businesses aren't supposed to have soul, but the people bring it. And, you know, when you can't perform and you can't live in the space where you can create, then what do we have left? Now think about the DNA or the cat showing up on your screen oh in front gosh. of the microphone. Hello. This Cutest is Crookshanks. Um, and he is um, my favorite thing on the planet. And he adorable. also is a pain in the booty sometimes. Um, he just was like, Meow. so sorry. <laughs> sorry for the podcasting gods. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Just the levity we this topic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's my favorite. I'm a big old Harry Potter nerd. So um, when I got him, um, his name became Crookshanks. And then I dressed up like Hermione for that Halloween. Because why else? What else would I be? That thought, uh, because we're talking about uh, Harry Potter here, you have to at least have one Harry Potter tattoo. I don't. I'm gonna. Here's why. Okay. There were so many that I couldn't decide. Ooh. And that, and and so I was because here's the thing: I can't do like. A, ha- a deathly hallow so many people have it i'm like i love it i respect it i can't do it just can't do it huh but there's a bajillion and 12 other ones that i want mm. um i <laughs> i kind of want um a, 
a tree from the Forbidden Forest with uh, HP plus uh, CC for uh-huh. Cho, and then cross it out and be like <laughs> G <laughs> GW. <laughs> Oh wow! Um, because I am a very big yeah. dork. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You're in the right place. Yeah, I mean, my cat's name is Kylo, <laughs> and I don't have a cat because I'm allergic to them. We're dog people, actually. I respect it. If I had more of a dog person lifestyle, I love dogs so much. Um, but a cat really was my scene because cats can be like, "I'm going to do my thing and sleep for 20 hours. You can be home or not." That's true. Cats can pretty much raise themselves, what with the internet and all. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't take them hiking. I know. I know. It's everything has a downside. And mm. that's and that's cats. It's, they're terrible hikers. We went so we <laughs> so Kimmy and I went up to Uncanook Mountain uh, in New Hampshire this weekend. And it's right outside Manchester. You can probably see it in the backdrop. It's got all the cell phone yep. towers. Mm-hmm. Everybody was out with their dog on the trails. Oh, it's so oh, nice. Oh, it's, it's so nice. I mean, there's nothing like taking. You can't really do it with a small dog, but with a big dog, they can they can climb those those high those high inclines. Yeah, uh, it seems like you're. One. It seems like you are super into hiking and stuff. That's awesome. We, yeah, we're trying to get back into the groove. Obviously, the pandemic was not uh, too kind to our our hiking, you know, intuition. Yeah. But after that, we uh, we decided to get back out there, and we're going to try to do some more around New Hampshire. And being up here, you you got you have that ability. You ha- you have access yeah. to some of the best trails in the country. Yeah. So yeah, we're yeah, gonna... it's beautiful everywhere you walk. Mm-hmm. No. This time of year, especially. Oh, like, I know. Everything is out there right now. It's still a little muddy, but it's not as bad as you, you think in previous years. It, is, it does get buggy and muggy, so bring your bring your spray, kids. And <laughs> there you go. Oh, awful tick here. I found a tick on my daughter's head the other day. That was terrible. But they, they, they've been out for like a month. Already. Oh no! Like, climate change or whatever. But they're, they're apparently you, you had to give everywhere. so you had to give Lucy heartworm. Uh, and flea tick drops. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we did talk to her pediatrician and got like a little like one dose antibiotic type okay, thing. So you don't have yeah. to do a Soresto or anything like that, minds, or advent- canine Advantix. No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if, you, if you see her wearing a collar next time, about just ignore. <laughs> what her a shame, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Linguist, everybody. Like Lucy is like the cutest little nugget, and now I just picture her with a coat on, and I'm like, this is now this terrible, is but I do in my head, and I'm sure so, yours. Yeah. So she's picked up, like trying to pick her nose a little bit in the last week, and we're trying to stop her. Well, Maybe then, this well, is why the would solution, you stop guys. her? I mean, that's a yeah. normal thing to do as long as she's not picking a winner while driving. I don't know. I think I think, the and she can't even reach the pedals yet. So you're fi- you're fine on that front. Absolutely. I don't know. This kid's tall. <laughs> Already, she, she she's takes, not she driving tall. Uh, <laughs> well, luckily you don't have to worry about it that ever again because you and the lady are done. It's just one and done. That's that's it from what I've been told. Right about that. <laughs> Why are you sweating? <laughs> was it something uh, I said? Uh, See what happened was. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, hmm. Oh, okay. 
it is this something yeah. that we're going to reveal right now well i'm not sure we get if into put it on the podcast yet or not i'll have to get permission so maybe we should uh, punt on it and edit this part out but i don't know <laughs> you're pregnant <laughs> what you're pregnant dave is not pregnant hold on yes he can be pregnant the- one second what I, we're just joking around oh boy yeah. You cannot go on the podcast. No, it's no This, is, no. All, this is all being cut. Yes, it this is. is. Yes, it is. Wink, wink. <laughs> Absolutely. She but, said uh, yes. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah uh, she said that's going on the October, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, October 2nd. So. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Dave's pregnant again. Or somebody is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, statistically, yes, a bunch of somebody's are pregnant right now. It was a long year, and people were very alone with just I'm, very I'm, few I'm people. Child. The birth rate is going to be safe thanks to this podcast. Maybe not specifically this podcast. I mean, I was going to say, are you taking pregnant? Are you wait? If the podcast, if the birth rate is going up because of this podcast, then God bless you. Every well, see, single one of you. Thank you. See, I listen to myself on here to get in the mood. <laughs> Wait. The Frosted Side. <laughs> Dave, Dave Morrison I mean, and Dave Linkwist, right? Available I'm not going to lie. Your theme song is a bop, so I get it. Right? Oh, which which one? The, uh, the, the, the rapping one or the one that I just did? <laughs> There's like three yes. different theme songs that I, I uh, that we yeah. finally uh, we finally picked this one because it it, it I don't rap in it, which um, <laughs> is probably better for humanity. <laughs> I'm not not into the rapping though. What's that? Um, I'm not not into the rapping. Yeah, just when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I can we talk about the TV show? I'm so excited to talk about the TV show. Oh, let's talk yes. about Scooby Doo. Where are you? So uh, I, I guess we like to usually get into it with a little bit of why this one out of the shows, Michelle. Like, there's there's a lot to this one. Like, what's your history with Scooby Doo, or why is this your choice? Yeah. So um, Scooby Doo has been um, kind of a mainstay in my world. Um, from when I was really little, um, some of my first memories are, is actually watching cartoons with my dad before my brother was even born. So like, I'm talking like four years old and, um, we would watch the first three seasons of Scooby-Doo and we would, um, and we would just hang out and like, I loved Scooby-Doo. I've always loved mysteries. I've always loved, um, kind of trying to figure out like the whodunit and um Velma especially for me is like it which is why I was like oh my gosh when you told me about Velma getting her own her own shindig there um so yeah I love Velma and I love the idea of Scooby-Doo and it's something that like still to this day I'll just like put on an episode or two and be like and hang out and it's really just super fun. I know it's super formulaic and there's been a bajillion carnations of the show, but, pick the litter. but I'm, I'm, I like old school. Um, and then I ha- I have liked some of the, uh, 
I actually liked the live action movies from the early two yeah. thousands. Yeah. Um, Prince Junior, Michelle, Sarah Michelle Gunner. Yeah. Um, and the Freaks and Geeks woman um, who played Velma, Linda, something I don't know, but she oh, was that's great. Kill me. Uh, and Matthew Lillard, Cardellini. Yes, that's it. I think she was yep. on ER too at some point. Yeah. She was on ER. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and Matthew Lillard was so good as Shaggy. Um, yep. I loved him. Uh, I actually, hot take, I liked the second movie there better than the first. It had Seth Green and he's a delight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, and I liked, um, I just watched Scoob, which was, um, it's like a CGI cartoon version um movie that just came out this past year and uh they make velma into um a uh woman of spanish heritage and oh, I didn't know that. Um, she's played by gina rodriguez and it's delightful she like speaks a little spanish in it and i and like is just i was like yeah that's awesome i'm oh, super into diversity yeah well, in casting. it's funny that you mentioned that because that's news to me. But the big thing that I'm sure that everybody's thinking about at home is uh, Velma's now lesbian. Not bi, but lesbian. That was the is big she? thing. Yeah, she was always seen as a lesbian icon for a number of years. And you know yes. how people, especially people who might or might not listen to our podcast, but at least people that we've come across over the years, we see cartoon characters or they see cartoon characters and they think, hmm, is this cartoon character gay? And I think Thel uh, Velma is the one that comes to mind because uh, of the glasses and the short hair and the, and the knee-high socks. And mm -hmm. you know, it, she can't just be dorky. She has to be a lesbian. And I'm not going to speak on that. But a lot of people are really like, this is representation. Yeah, this is I love it. And, and in the new HBO Max series, she it's called Velma. She's a le she's a lesbian. She's in an adult relationship. That's awesome. I, I love think it. It's oh, great. Cool. No, it is yeah. cool. Um. So I I think that kind of naturally leads into us being um you know all in Massachusetts at the time uh the uh the perpetual I don't know if it was an urban legend or whatnot about all the characters from being uh from Scooby-Doo being based around the uh five colleges up by uh Amherst Mount Holyoke Smith yes uh, I didn't know Mass that Amherst, but that makes sense yeah, Hampshire e each one representing a different one of Hampshire's no longer around me rest in power oh yeah oh, oh wow really? I forgot it. Wow. I think our friend Duncan uh, from 92.5 The River and a uh, previous guest had uh, gone to Hampshire. I think he was an alumnus. But yeah, no, it's no longer around. But I didn't know that about the uh, the, uh, the the five colleges up and down the uh, the Pioneer Valley, the Knowledge Corridor, as we call yeah, it. It was, uh, it was, each one was, uh, I think it was Scooby was UMass Amherst. Yeah. Fred was Amherst, Shaggy was Hampshire, Daphne was Mount Holyoke, Velma was Smith, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. But like it, it kind of fits. It, it does, really does. And if you were talking yeah. about coming out, and I mean Smith and Velma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, not exactly. saying anything. I'm just, I, I, I'm not going there, but that's pretty much, you, you can kind of figure it out and draw your <laughs> own conclusions. Um, 
but she was based off of a real life lesbian. And I, um, um, uh, Hanna Barbera, when she when they created Velma, she was apparently based off of Sheila Kuehl, a former child actor who became an openly gay or the first openly gay California assemblywoman. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh uh, yeah, and oh, that's uh, cool. And uh, they apparently tried to make her gay throughout every uh, uh, series uh, out of all the uh, the. the I guess incarnations, if you want to use that term. Uh, I know yeah, I an early, an early draft of the uh, live action movie Michelle was, was mentioning before. I guess she was written as in, in the draft, and then they kind of phased it out later. But and then Shaggy yeah. and Velma were in, uh, I think, a relationship in one of the uh, the incarnations of the Scooby Doo, and then that didn't. Shaggy and, yeah. and oh yeah, Shaggy and Velma. Shaggy and Velma. Yeah, and honestly, I buy Velma as a lesbian way more than I buy her being <laughs> right? into Shaggy. I mean, like, bless Shaggy's heart. Don't get me wrong, but like, he's just dumb. He's he's just dumb as shit. I'm sorry. And, she, and he's cute. Don't get me wrong. You'd make out with Shaggy, but like, you don't like you, date though, Shaggy. Would you? Would you really want to make out with him? I mean, with those whiskers and and that and that chin. Oh, those whiskers. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If we're talking college, yeah, yeah, I'd probably make out with most people in college. I did. That is true. That is very. <laughs> that, I, that just made me sound a little skanky. I'm not. I, I, I oh, like, no, 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 no judgment. <laughs> no judgment. Shaggy's there. It's probably going to be a situation when you're a little like. Uh, yeah, you're not sober when you yeah, hook up you, with Shaggy. But like, you hook up with Shaggy. You just want to do college. it because you want to see how it goes. You know, you want to go yeah. throw caution to the wind. Here's the thing: people who are good to their pets. Are hotter, so like, I'm probably gonna make out with them. I'm just there saying. There you go. Yeah. And Casey Kasem was the voice of Shaggy. He did like 94 voices. Yep. On that show, yeah, it was wild. Gotta love the Lebanese people. We know our voices. <laughs> we can. Do, I, we, we know our art. We know our impressions. It, it's hard to. It's hard to imagine that uh, Casey Kasem. Uh, uh, here's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was very good. Oh, yeah. Bravo, dude. Thank you. I like them. But yeah, I like I love and in honestly, like when I hear his voice, like him come on as Shaggy, I'm like, oh, it like is comforting because it literally is like and, and that's why I love the whole idea behind your podcast is that it's this like warm, cozy feeling of like, oh, Remember when I didn't have a mortgage? This yeah. is great. <laughs> I spent my whole life in front of the television, and I don't regret yeah. one single moment. It was awesome. It yeah. was. Yeah. Now you're working in some cubicle. Oh, I still do, but uh, no. I try to make it lively. I lively it up a little bit. I have my Simpsons uh, memorabilia in, in there every now and then. Um, nice. Want to get a Michelle's got a great pile of Funko Pops up there behind her. I can see that. I do. Yeah. I, I've got a little wall of them off camera over in the other too. room, and uh, I, you, you can't see it behind me, but there's uh, some in my bedroom. I won't. I don't think you guys are ready for the grand tour. <laughs> we can take that off the pod. <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah, yeah. But, so I don't disturb anybody listening. Yeah. <laughs> like I've already um, done here. I have a bunch of um, uh, uh, badass lady Funko Pops. That's like. What I essentially collect now, I guess. Harley Quinn's um, probably up there. She's not. Oh wow! Because I need that girl in therapy. Because like she's had some some trauma, 
and I need her to like yep. get right. Um, <laughs> no, but I do have, I don't have her, but I do have Angela Lansbury uh, as Jessica Fletcher. I, I'm just the <laughs> fact that they still have a, or still have that they have one period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I also have uh, Princess Leia on um, a like, um, like bike sort of thing. Um, that a oh, flying the bike. bike. Yeah, yeah the, the speeder bike that she's on. Wait, does the, does the Funko Pop come with her typewriter? No, but it does come with her clutching her purse on one side and a flashlight in the other hand. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried to learn because uh, I used to watch it like anybody else uh, uh, who had a grand uh, nana as a kid and went every eight at eight eight p.m. You know, we, if we didn't uh, watch America's Funniest Home Videos, we'd watch Murder She Wrote right after sixty minutes. And I tried to learn the theme when I played piano as a kid. Uh, it's one of the songs I tried to learn. Uh, didn't quite. Get I love that. Head. That's amazing. The only song I could ever play on piano was a TV show theme too. It was uh, the Muppet Show. Oh, well, I can so, see that because yeah. you're a huge Muppet guy. You're a huge Jim Henson. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I've got I've got the Jim Henson Funko Pop speak. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I respect it very much. <laughs> How could you not? How could you not? <laughs> All right, so let's get into the episode. And what is the episode that you picked from Scooby Doo? Where are you? I picked Haunted House Hang Up. And I originally got it turned around and thought it was in season one, but it's actually in season two. So it came out in 1970. Uh-huh. Um, and it is, they're headed to a music festival and they get like turned around and lost. And so they ask some like rando farmer guy on the side of the road, how, how, where are we? How do we get where we need to go? And they're like, oh, well, you can take the short route or the long route. I recommend taking the longer route because it doesn't go past the haunted house. And they're like, okay. And Fred's like, uh, sorry, everybody. We got to take the short route. I'm low on gas. So they start to go <laughs> like he does. And um, then like the car overheats or something. So they have to stop. And then they get kind of uh, swept up in uh, the mystery of the of the haunted yeah, he, house he uh he sends shaggy and scooby off to get some water to pour over the radiator and as they're reaching down into the dark and spooky well of course a uh, ghost comes hovering yeah. out of it and startles them and mysteries follow that and, farmer uh, is creepy enough yeah. on its own oh he was so creepy that was like yes. texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. like, oh yeah the overalls mm-hmm. what i so i ended up I was so excited about this that I ended up watching the first two seasons and then I watched, uh, you know, a few of the, um, the movies and stuff. And I watched a little bit of the, um, what's new Scooby-Doo on Netflix. Oh, um, which is like one of the newer, you know, reincarnations of it. But, um, I was so surprised because so many, uh, like they kind of like reuse, um, different bad guys yeah like the villains are like very similarly themed and like oftentimes are drawn similarly and i was like oh yeah so if you put like a green mask over that farmer's face he is like the like creepy monster guy from like two or three other episodes That's and i was great. like oh yeah <laughs> That makes I feel sense. Like there were a few pirates at some point or another too. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yep. 
but I, my favorite part about all of the first few seasons is that they do a montage without fail. And the montage always has this like monkey style song. Oh my God, that song. It just doesn't fit at all, but it's no, great. Exactly. It, it like it doesn't make any sense why it's there, but I'm like, I'm really here for it though. Of course. <laughs> but I don't know why. It, it doesn't matter that it doesn't fit. It just it, it's no, could it, no, it could, no. It could have been yakety sacks. Like. <laughs> it could have been that Benny Hill wacky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, I now want it to be recut. And it's all, it's just the Benny Hill song. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think you can do that. I think there are program software that can make that happen. So, so here's a question. I gotta go. So, no, I'm kidding. Oh, no, not now. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point in this, like, it, Scooby is, like, too afraid. They're too wiped out to, like, even get up and function. And Shaggy, like gives him a Scooby snack and he sort of like comes to, but then looks at the camera, like acknowledging the camera is there being like, Hey, I'm awake, but I'm going to talk him into giving me another one. And then he has the other one. He's up and about. Mm -hmm. So I might be remembering this wrong. Maybe this was like a later run of it. Like 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo or a pup named Scooby-Doo or like one of those many spinoffs. But at some point, Oh God, maybe it was scrappy. Now that I'm thinking about it, but at some point or another, don't Scooby snacks, like give him like powers or like revitalize. Him to mm. where he can like run really fast. Or, I like, think that was Scrappy Doo. Was it? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Where do we stand on Scrappy? Hate him. What? Yeah. Oh, that's not cool. I'm so, so I'm sorry. Gonna, so I'm, this is going to be my hill to die on. I mean, you do you, but okay. um, I feel like he is like every like sitcom that like sorry. brings in a baby. Four seasons oh, in, he's he's cousin all of Oh no, that's yes. a false dichotomy, guys. No, uh, no, it's not like at the end. This isn't cousin Oliver at the end of the Brady Bunch. We're not talking about that. This is an extension of Scooby. Come on, come on, Scrappy Doo. No, I mean, it's, I think I think they or, go well together. No, or no. is it more like Leonardo DiCaprio coming into Growing Pains? Same thing. I think that you can. Those are those are separate. I mean, the the bring in the, the kid when when the show gets stale um, at the end of the, the 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 show's lifetime. That's that's not Scooby. That ain't it. That's something separate. My opinion. I, no, I know. Scooby came out in 1969. Scrappy didn't show up till a full ten years later. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I, I gotta say though, I did love the uh, spoilers. I guess the uh, the twist of like was it the first live action movie or the second where he's like the big villain at the end? Uh, that was great. It was the second one, and I liked that one more. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was I really, really loved that movie. In fact, like we'll watch again in the next month. <laughs> um, yeah, so he becomes like the bad guy because they like kick him out because he's like too intense and like too crazy. <laughs> And I'm like, well, yeah. And I get it. The whole idea behind him, I understand. He has big puppy energy. Respect it. But I don't gotta like it. We're gonna have to agree, agree to disagree here with yeah. the I know. scowling. Steve, I'm so sorry to fight when we first just right off the bat when we first meet. 
Mm, them fighting words. That's all right. <laughs> My therapist always said you have to work with other people's opinions, even though you don't like them. You have to respect them, and this is one of those moments. This is it. That's very adult of you, and um, your therapist would be proud. Ironically, she shares the same name as I don't want to give out her full name, but she does share the same name as one of the, one of the female protagonists on the show. Pick which one, because there's two. There we go. There we go. I'm going to go with Daphne because we already talked about Velma. <laughs> also, I know she doesn't has anyone, to this podcast. So, has anyone actually ever been named Velma? Yeah, that's true. I don't think I've ever met Velma. You know, there are probably a few people in the world who are actually named Velma. Maybe they're uh, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they're 95 the years old. Point. What's that? Yeah. Maybe after the show at this oh, point. Oh, maybe 90. Uh, well, I'll have to do some research after. And that's my responsibility. And going back to <laughs> Velma. Velma's of the world. Yeah, going back to Velma and the, 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 the how she represents the, uh, the lesbian LGBTQIA culture, especially in cartoons. We, we, when you're 13, you know how kids say that Bert and Ernie are gay and, you know, all, you know, the, the rumors spread mm -hmm. around. And there was actually a, petition to make Bert and Ernie a couple. And then Sesame Street uh, Children's Television Workshop came out mm -hmm. and said, while they have the human-like qualities, we have to remember that they're friends and they're puppets. And I'm really surprised that they didn't do this with Hanna-Barbera until you take a look at what they produced, Flintstones, Jetsons, and so forth. They produced a lot of cartoons that had adult themes, but were able to slip past the censors in terms of what your parents allowed you to watch because those yeah. shows and this show in particular was not for kids a lot of no, cartoons i mean there's definitely some there is definitely some implications in there in some of their shows oh really think about snagglepuss <laughs> yeah <laughs> where would you um, like did, to begin <laughs> yeah right did you ever watch um the laugh olympics so laugh olympics it, it I'm was, thinking of Animal Olympics. So it was um, a show that honestly it had to be in like the 70s. Um, but they had different was this, teams. Was, Sorry, what? Okay. No, I was thinking, I, 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 did it have Gilda Radner as the voice in Harry Shear? Or am I thinking that's Animal Olympics? It, it Maybe. I don't know. I'm not certain. But what, uh, but so this was. It was oh, like yeah. four, four different teams. And so one team was um, like, uh, like um, Captain Caveman and the three teenage girls that he hung out with, and, which like very weird and creepy. Mm -hmm. um, then um, it was like some of Scooby-Doo. It was Yogi Bear um, and Boo Boo. Oh, I don't remember and that they, at all. And then they had the team, the Rottens. And yeah. it was like Boris and Natasha and um, uh, Muttley and Dirk. This Dick might... Dastardly. Yeah. Dick Dastardly, that's what it was. Yeah, this was actually, um, I do remember it now because it was on Disney Channel back in the early 90s before Hannah Montana and all the other you know, reboots that they have now. But yeah, because Disney right. Channel used to have uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoons for, for a brief time and uh, yeah. Warner Brothers. And I think they showed that. Um, I was obsessed with it. 
Um, and I, I think that part of the reason that I'm like a little bit of a stickler for the rules is because um, of that show, because I used to get so angry that the Rottens would win sometimes. And sure. I'm like, they cheated. It's not fair. How dare they? Like Yogi Bear and Boo Boo were trying so hard. <laughs> and then Muttley just like totally cheated and like used the bus. How dare he? <laughs> I feel like I'm remembering this. This this was kind of like like when they did like Battle of the Network Stars, where you'd have like an announcer and they were like competing in various events against yes. each other, and like they'd be announcing it like all these famous characters are like doing whatever this task for a TV show kind of thing. That's exactly yeah. right. It okay. was like yeah. the all stars of each like yeah. crew came yeah. together. So, right. I feel like it was it was like the natural successor of oh god, what was the show? Wacky Racers. Yes. Like yeah, the, the, exactly. Okay, right. Yep. <laughs> oh, so good. But yeah, so I love uh, I love really, um, even though they were kind of all done before my before I was born, I was like a rerun kid. <laughs> hmm. So. Oh, yeah, I feel like a lot of this was on like USA Network as a kid. It was yes. on USA Network too. Uh, USA That's exactly right. Disney Channel was uh, another one, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, I'm dating myself because they they, had, they, they it's hard to pick which one because USA they I think they had the reruns of Jim and Thundercats and and Smurfs, but uh, then the um, Disney they would have uh, basically all the the old Warner Brothers cartoons when they couldn't have they needed to fill some space on some of these. Uh, if I recall, and that was when those networks were in the infancy. Nickelodeon was another one because um, it yeah. was you, in the eighties. It was you can't do that on television. Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, Gumby, and a bunch of other seventies uh, cartoons, yeah. or like yeah. recycled Canadian content. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. So, what one thing we get at with a lot of these shows is like animation quality. Oh, and this one, it, this one is good. like it—it's bad, but that's almost part of the joke, like like their legs moving before they start running, or yeah. like repeating the same thing over and over again here, and it's just like it's so bad. But like, there's sometimes where it seems like self-aware of how bad it is, and it sort of adds to it a little bit in the show. It's a little like, bit it, charming, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. My favorite is when they dance because they only do the same move. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, that's me, but I'm not animated. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, can't, I totally agree. So haunted hangups. Uh, we're back. That's the name of the episode of Scooby Doo. Yes. Where are you? Uh, I believe uh, we're in the house, and there's uh, a gentleman who is running around without his head, which you know should be cause for any all sorts of alarm. Yeah, the headless specter. Yes. Mr. Stillwall. <laughs> also, it's, Spectre is a great word. Yeah, right? And, oh, God, it's so good. So there's, like, a candle floating around. Uh, they, they find, like, an ominous-looking painting, and then, like, the head disappears from it. I think it's Shaggy who sees it, and then no one believes him. Yeah. And uh, I, I love that they all, they this show, like, they always get split up into little groups here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's Shaggy split up, gang. Usually looking for a snack of some sort. I just think it's really funny because um, Fred always gets to go with the ladies. 
and it's always just Shaggy and Scooby, but like Shaggy and Scooby are the ones who are like, we're terrified. We don't want to be here. We're just here for a snack. Like, what are we doing? Um, and like all of the brain power and the brawn is in the other group. Oh yeah. Well, this one broke away from that for a little bit. They had Velma with them for a while during that like big chase scene with the music. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> when they were on the bicycles. <laughs> yeah, I loved. Uh, I love that it had like the scene that is like the amazing cartoon trope that can't be done in live action when they're in a dark room and you just see like the whites of all their eyes and right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your hand feels clammy. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved that. And the reason why I think I ended up ultimately picking this episode is that it was super um, indignant of like what the show like feels like anytime you watch any of them, I feel like where like they, they think they've solved it and then they solve half of it. And then they're like, Oh, well we'll fix this other part too. And then they go and fix the other thing. And then they are, my favorite part is always, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling yeah. kids. So and some say, episodes don't have it. They didn't have it in this one, too. I know. What was and it? I was not happy. I know. I was a little let down myself. How about you, Dave? He, he calls them something. It's not quite that line. I'm, blank, I'm blanking on it, what it was, but it was like, oh, I would have, I would have had that money if not for this. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, I also like that there. I disliked that like the the you know neighbor or whatever the ominous guy we were talking about beforehand was the only character who's introduced over the course of the entire episode. So like, all right, it's either that guy in the painting who died a couple hundred years ago, or it's that one character we've seen earlier in this one. Like, I feel also, like if I'm if I'm remembering right, at least some of them had like okay, you, you thought it was like the owner of the park, but it's actually his rotten nephew or right. like something yeah. along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, also, his his name was Asa Shanks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I mean, if, if you name the only guy who you meet Shanks, <laughs> like... That should be a red flag. Right. <laughs> now, <clears throat> a little fact about uh, the episode Haunted House Hangups and the series itself. Uh, it was created by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears, who went on to uh, produce uh, and create the Alvin and the Chipmunk series in the 1980s. And, of course, featured the voice of Don Messick, Scooby-Doo, mm -hmm. Casey Kasem, Frank Welker, drinking game right here on the Frosted Side. If you've yeah, been right. keeping tabs, he was the voice of Fred. Wait, why like am I supposed 80, to be? Why am I so supposed the, to be drinking? I mean, I will. Does, but. No, no, you're like already drinking. This is for the, people at home. What is it, Dave? <laughs> he's he's appeared in I'd say eighty percent of the cartoons we've covered. That you, maybe just as an animal here or there or something, but maybe ninety percent at this rate. Like, oh, that's we, amazing. We, we, I'm sure we should go back and count it. If you go through the credits of like every episode. almost any one of these cartoons, you'll find him. Uh, that's Nicole, awesome. Nicole Jaffe uh, and uh, Heather North, the voice of Velma and Daphne, and uh, I. That's pretty much it. And then they, they, yeah. they, the, the voices were pretty much, you know, they kind of change them around every now and then. But I think Casey Kasem was the, the mainstay for a while. And then long time, long time. Um, but Nicole Jaffrey, little fun fact, uh, is the one who came up with Jenkies. Yep. I remember oh, that's that. Great. Mm -hmm. oh, that's it's my so tidbit. 
no, that is no, that is the, pretty much the uh, the only tidbit about uh, the, the the show that you know we we already don't know about Scooby Doo, yeah. and uh, <laughs> other than the fact that um, it you know it, everybody was high on the program. So I have a one question. Yeah. Why didn't Scooby and Shaggy just buy their own Scooby snacks? It's free. Duh. Yeah. It, so it's, they didn't have to be like bribed. A, it's like a lazy mooching kind of. But it's not free if you have to go and like do stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, I have to think like about Scooby that. Would, like Scooby would be like. I'm not going into that dark, scary, haunted house. And they'd be like, Scooby Snack? And he's like, I'm in. But, like, if he just had Scooby Snacks that he got himself, or, like, you know, he's a dog, so, like, Shaggy got him or whatever. I just am, I genuinely want to know, like, maybe it's just, like, suspending my disbelief. I mean, it could just be a stand-in for drugs. You're like, all right, if I get really, really high, I can probably handle this. <laughs> I feel oh, like that's kind so, of always the assumption with Scooby, right? So are like, Scooby snacks drugs or are Scooby snacks snacks because he's high? I'm thinking both. Oh, it's just a yes? Okay. <laughs> An all-encompassing yes. I'm into it. <laughs> they sold them as cookies at one point. I, I don't think yeah. I ever bought them, but yeah. I definitely did buy them. Yeah. Yep. Babysitting money, babies. Oh, that's oh. awesome. <laughs> they weren't good. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't imagine <laughs> cookies made to look like dog treats. I yeah. watched the uh, uh, the Sco uh, Scooby-Doo as a kid, but the Scooby Snacks, I really didn't get the reference until I was about 12 years old. And there was a band called Fun Eleven Criminals back in the summer of 1996. And they had a song called uh, Scooby Snacks. It, it, it sampled uh, Pulp Fiction and then... Uh, that's where I learned what Scooby Snacks meant. You're nodding your head, Michelle, like you know. Like you remember that song. I do. I'm not missing any bars because we're not we're not set for that, but uh, you, you can find it on your own damn time. So so I've got um wow, I, I didn't even think of bringing this up until now, but I've got a uh a bit of a fun reveal. Uh, you guys ever in like Another a high school one? or like middle school band or anything like that? Like, do you're like, oh, let's start the band together, and for like a week or two, you were, you and your friends said you were in your a band, and then nothing ever came of it. I played the tambourine in a, in an air instrument band. Nice. That's about nice. it. Yeah, I, I mean, you had you had shows. I went to those. It's true. So that's <laughs> I was in a. I was in a band with uh, one of uh, a mutual friend of ours. You might know him. You might not. I know Kevin knows him, but we changed the name of the band a couple times. And uh, we played two gigs, one at radio and one at Thunder Road, which I think was, was I think one, they were both the same place. Maybe they weren't. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I played drums. So, uh, so I guess my reveal is, uh, I think it was junior year of high school, maybe senior, like briefly for like a month, I was in a band uh, named Fred's Pants after Fred from Scooby-Doo. And our logo was like a ridiculous cropped image of Fred's like awful, like blue bell-bottomy pants. What did you play? What, do you, what <laughs> instrument do you play, Dave? I dabbled in bass for like four or five years around and I still I can got my old bass from the... Shit, it's like, I can see you as a bassist. 
it's like it's like one of those horrible like five string Ibanez like corn looking things because it was oh like, was of like fieldy like did you do did you do I didn't hold it like that but yeah with the, with the um, what do you put the coins the the quarters in the middle just to give it that you know that chingy sound like did you do did you do so so that wasn't the style of Fred's pants we were uh, we were attempting to make like a comedy rock band along the lines of. <laughs> Uh, oh, what would you co- even compare it to? Like, like a less offensive bloodhound gang or something along those lines. I think was kind of the goal. Like, there, there were some like they might be giants covers on it. And oh, that's thing, not things so along bad. those lines. Nice. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think we of... had the Malcolm in the Middle theme song down at one point. Oh, nice. Uh, Corky and the Juice Pigs. <laughs> so, are you guys saying that we're going to start a band? <laughs> I'm not if you're down. Only if it's themed with with drums, <laughs> bass, and a tambourine. Actually, Kimmy's doing the ukulele right now, and she's already oh, that's she's fun. in. Yeah, she is. She's doing uh, the the. Um, uh, she's learning Cecilia by Simon and Garfunkel. That's awesome! Oh, that's great. oh yeah, you know, what a great song! It is a great song. And then the the do run run the do run run. She's doing that. Nice. Yeah. Fun. Uh, so I, I guess I love we've side mostly covered. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've mostly covered the Scooby to- topic. Uh, I love the mystery machine. Got to throw that out there. That that vehicle is amazing. Now, right? Let me ask you this, Dave Lindquist: Is married life exactly what it seems like driving around in a van solving mysteries? Oh, absolutely! All yeah. right, all right. So, yeah. I've never been more inclined to try and find someone to marry than hearing that sentence. Yeah, we just take our kid out and she like rips the mask off of people and like hold her up to them. (laughs) It was the janitor all along. Good job, kid. It must be so adorable coming out of her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not with all the all the syllables aren't necessarily there now, but you don't need them all. Close, yeah. <laughs> One thing. So the episode did not. Did they ever get to the rock concert festival? No. Um, the episode ends with them getting back on the road to go. I want to see how they act at the rock concert festival. They without them getting into some sort of shenanigans. I just want the gang to go and enjoy the Archies. So here's the thing. The series started and they were a band. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoa. I didn't. And so I I never knew if they were going to perform at the concert or if they were just going to hang out. I think they were going to hang out, although it's tough. I can see Scooby and Shaggy just kind of busking at festivals. You know, yeah, when you're outside it, it, with your tent and you've got your guitar and your drums, I can totally see that happening. So I believe, uh, I think you're right. I think with Scooby on drums, Shaggy was on guitar, Velma was on bass, Fred was on keyboards, and uh, Daphne was on the tambourine, right? Mm-hmm. Did, yep. did I get that down correctly? I think so, yeah. Whoa, all right. That's amazing. Yeah. Although, in my head... Here. <laughs> you're crushing it um in my head um i want uh scooby-doo to be like um the dancer guy in prodigy oh the fire starter yes <laughs> no wait no, 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 no not keith flint may he forever rest in power but the one who was um a, a, a black dude who was like oh you're the victim bring the pressure Yes. That dude. Like, I know, I know. Yeah. He just danced and he like 
shook all of the things that his mama gave him, and I that's what I want for for Shaggy's life. I think it was I mean, like first maybe Scooby-Doo's one of Stones had like a member of the band who oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. around oh, well, on stage. Well, yeah. So we do the hometown yeah. throwdown every year, Kim and I, and uh, that dude. He, um, you know the backstory behind that, right? Vaguely, I uh, do not. You're, you're gonna have to remind me. Yeah, so there was uh, they needed somebody over a there was a he was the dancer was a friend of the band actually, and but he was under 18 and the the club wanted uh, they didn't want to get in trouble, so they said, Sorry, you got to be part of the band, um, otherwise, we can't let you in unless you're over 18. And they said, Oh, no, he's um, he's he's one of the dancers, and then so he just started interpret interpreting the dance. Of oh, the Bostons and the rest is history. That's so cool. Uh, that is wild. I, I love that, that. story. Mm. <laughs> Dickie Barrett tells it every year when we go. That's oh, so yeah. great. So that's uh, that's the origin. So, do we have any like Michelle? Do you have any like final Scooby thoughts here? Do we? Is, there was nothing else we needed to cover in the episode to really wrap up here, was there, Dave? No. No. Really, the only other thing that I um, would like to find out your thoughts on um, is that in the first few seasons, it felt like they were trying to make Velma and Shaggy a thing and Fred and Daphne a thing. What are your thoughts on it? See, I don't see the chemistry on either. I see. I, I, I could see Shaggy and Daphne and Fred and Velma. Whoa! Ooh, I could see that. Takes. I could see that. I just could not. I, I the way that the the writers put it, and making it Velma and and and, <laughs> and, and, and Shaggy. I, I, you're right. I can't see it. Yeah, I mean, just Daphne be, never really felt that fleshed out as a character to me. No, like, I never got really much of a read on her. In later, um, you know, uh, series, yeah, yeah. She did get fleshed out a little bit more. She ended up learning like some martial arts and she kind of um, took control and was like, I'm no longer going to be this like, you know, um, klutzy um, was she cl- liability. Was she really klutzy or, or you could say that she might have been just kind of in yeah, the background. No, she she like tripped down the stairs in this oh, one. Okay. That's, that's kind of that's true. Yeah, yeah they call her like her nickname is like Damaged Daphne or something like that. Yeah. Uh, danger prone Daphne. That's what it is. Yeah. Danger prone. Because um, she like trips and falls all the time and stuff. Um, but she also is like really empathetic and kind and like understanding. So like when she actually meets victims, she's like really lovely and kind. She's like by far the most personable one of them all. Um and she's smart in her own right, but nobody notices because Velma's a genius. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, she's always there to put out the hypothetical fires that Shaggy, you know, when he opens his mouth. And, and, yes. And she, she knows her shit. You, you, you can tell when you watch the series, and he just he just doesn't get it. And he, Do they ever reveal their ages? Are they 18, 19? I was I was wondering that when we were watching this, I'm like, they could be like eighteen, they could be like twenty seven. Like I w- would not know. Mm. Yeah, and I think that they're all of those ages and more over the course of the runs of the show. Mm. The, but the I think for this after- one, 
I think that they're around 19 or 20. So we like the, the episode after this one started auto playing for me and they're at like a tiki bar and they're drinking. So I, I'm Ooh. guessing that like, <laughs> one of the thing about the haunted house hangups that brought me back to the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And this is pretty much every cartoon in the 1970s, not just uh, Hanna-Barbera, but they had uh, canned laughter because mm-hmm. I, I was always confused as a kid. How could you get a studio audience into yeah. A, a live animation wouldn't that wreck the han- animator's hands or something i i, I just <laughs> it'd be a terrible strain I, on their wrist i i can't tell if it's like a self-aware joke or it's just like the trope of like sitcoms like everything has had like a laugh track up until now so we'll like put that into it i think they just too. had i think it's the latter yeah yeah i do too too i think that they like genuinely like well this is what we do we yeah. put a laugh track in. I'm trying to think of the Flintstone. I feel like the Flintstones might have had a little bit of that too. Oh, the Flintstones definitely thought, had it. Yeah. I always thought that laugh tracks were really kind of lame, but then in the last year and a half, I realized no, they're actually very helpful if you're just alone, and it's it's a little sad without them. <laughs> just like I, I laughing by yourself. I bet it's nice for the performers on these kind of like sitcoms that are actually shot before the live audiences, though, even with the like laugh light going on, it's not the laugh track, just having that feeding into it again, especially if they're like doing the same joke over and over and over again. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Although when I Aqua Teen Hunger Force parodied, 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 uh, the uh, Scooby-Doo series in later years, uh, ironically, they were also Time Warner owned. Um, they had the laugh track and there was meaty, meaty moo and mini, mini, mini moo, uh, from Meatwad. And I, I it, they had the canned laughter. It's just kind of a playoff of, uh, <laughs> uh, the Scooby and, uh, uh, and, and Scrappy do. <laughs> That's awesome. That was cute. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's awkward, but, uh, it was the thing back then. Mm-hmm. So. So this is something that I don't know if you would like to cut. Feel free. Mm. Uh, but in my researching, I found that there is a um, porn parody of Scooby-Doo. Well, that doesn't shock me at all. And uh, we're leaving that in because I encourage <laughs> oh, no. our listeners to go and search this no, Scooby-Doo. No. David is looking at me like that's a liability. No. I'm so uh, sorry I mentioned it. Well, I'm just saying... Uh... I really uh, thought that this wouldn't make the cat. Oh God! That, that's on me. I'm so sorry. So I'm no. I'm getting a horrible flashback here because so Ooh. I find no, 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 no. I, I, I swear, <laughs> oh, God, I have a confession now. Uh, no. So many confessions tonight. <laughs> no. So uh, I find uh, sexy Halloween costumes for something that should not be sexy to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. And they exist for all the Scooby-Doo characters. And I remember, so a couple years ago, I was Googling it to show someone like how ridiculous of a thing it was. And mm-hmm. don't do a Google image search for anything along those lines. Cause it's not, it's not just the active uh, pornography. There are a lot of really disturbing drawings that came up when searching for this Halloween costume. Oh no. <laughs> into my brains. <laughs> Um, well, now I'm terrified to tell you that I've gone as Velma three times for Halloween, <laughs> but not like, like a, but not like a skanky one. Like 
with like a legit huge orange like turtleneck sweater. Did <laughs> did you have uh, people like as the gang with you for this, or just the standalone Velma? Or, like, no, no, I've never had that many friends who wanted to be on board with a costume. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, you really got. Oh no, Dave, did you look it up? <laughs> <laughs> Dave's looking at his phone. Dave, are you watching porn right now? <laughs> Thank everybody. <laughs> just sneak out here and uh, let you two take the <laughs> reins for the rest of the episode. I guess we're eating cereal alone. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fast forward and next time we see Dave, he's wearing that weird uh orange neckerchief ascot around everywhere. For my thirty eighth birthday next year of some erotic Scooby Doo. <laughs> I'm sorry, and congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like there's a mystery machine joke in there that I I should have oh, yeah. I should have should have hit, and I, I'm sorry, I failed you. <laughs> All right, I think we need to get into cereal. <laughs> now we're moving on to corn pops. Uh, there are no current jokes about any politicians and cereal in the news. Fortunately, uh, we don't have to make any reference to any political <laughs> figure. <laughs> um, I will tell you, fellas, that the reason that I picked corn pops is because they were something that was like, I felt very specific to like my family um, and where Scooby-Doo was such a huge thing. I wanted this to be like, like cool, like hipstery. Not everybody knows about them. I don't know if it worked or not. Maybe I, everyone ate corn pops. I think they're a sleeper pick. Honestly, like they, they didn't have the cartoon mascot. It's true. They're the best they're like, ads. They're, they're great oh. ads. They're like, they're a sugary cereal. That's like kind of hidden as being like healthy because they're called corn pops. They're not like in your face. <laughs> like sugar pops. Of gobs of honey sugar slams. They're totally like, just sugar. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm very excited. I have not tried them since I was like nine. We're going to get I'm it. also a little scared. All right. So uh, I think step away. We'll be right back. We'll return to the frosted side after these messages. Come on, let's go. I need breakfast. And don't shut the... My Kellogg's Corn Pops. My keys. They're locked in. Stay calm. Smooth move. Maybe we could call for help. Yeah, sure. Help! I want my Corn Pops. Oh, like sweet popcorn. I could be having them now. But thanks to the little dweeb bet, I'm locked out. My pops are locked in. And what am I gonna do? I was gonna do that. Kellogg's Corn Pops cereal is part of this complete breakfast. I gotta have my pops. And now, back to the frosted side. We're back. I'm excited. You know, this is the first so time I've ever had corn pops. Really? I do not I taste any corn at all. I mean, they look like pieces of corn, kind of. But they don't so taste I gotta like say, no. I gotta say, I was wrong. Apparently, at some point, their name there was Sugar Corn Pops, and then they were just called Sugar Pops, and then they were Sugar Corn Pops, and right. then they were Corn Pops, Gooders and then they were make Pops. It, make it sound healthy. And then they changed yeah. it to Fieldy Pops, and then <laughs> Head Pops, and then Jonathan <laughs> Davis, and then uh, Boom, Bop, Bop. 
<laughs> this episode has a surprising amount of corn related content. <laughs> You're welcome, man. I'm sorry. This is, but seriously, it just, I thought it was going to smell like popcorn. It does not. It tastes like sugar. It's like mm-hmm. toasted it, sugar. There's a little bit of that, like, kettle corn kind of vibe to them, maybe, but. Yeah, there's some, like, um, it's, like, caramelized almost, so, like, it has that crunch still. It has a crunch, but I don't taste any corn at all. When we did kicks, I mean, you could smell the corn. Mm-hmm. It was like eating popcorn. It was like sugary popcorn cereal. This is not that. No. I, I do taste caramel a little bit, but not much. So I got to say, um, well, as our, our listeners are well aware, Dave's first time having milk on cereal was like on this show. And we've talked with many, um, many past guests about like how they consume cereal. And a big one for me was like, little sandwich bags of it as a snack during recess at oh, school. Yeah. This, this mm-hmm. is like the perfect cereal for that. Like, yep. It really is. It's, it's like sugary, but it's not that sticky. And like, you don't, you don't necessarily need the milk with it. No, you don't. I'm actually a little surprised that it is not more sugary. Cause I remember them being super over the top. Mm. And I feel so, like most of the time when I go back and like, have things that I was like in love with when I was little. I'm like, oh, my body cannot handle that now. But I'm like, oh, these are actually, it's pretty decent. I think a lot of the cereals have like changed the recipes or slightly over the last 10, 15 years, scaled back the sugar on them. Mm-hmm. Least, um, we did Cookie Crisp at some point a couple of years we ago. Did. That, def- that definitely tastes different to me than it, it did to me as a child. I, and uh, yep. The other day I saw a box of uh, Golden Grams and they were advertising that they'd return to their old recipe on it, like on the box. Like we've gone back to like our previous one. So I think a lot of these sugary cereals have like at least dialed back on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Made a comeback maybe. I think people just got to relax and let people eat whatever they want and not put all these, these the, the fun ingredients as some sort of boogeyman. And that's another rant for another time. Like non-GMO. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of big gluten in my cereal. Just as a, <laughs> if anybody's offended, I mean, not unless you have celiac disease. I don't want to offend anybody, but you know, I'm 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 a big gluten person. I need my bread. I need my grains. I respect that. I'm not mad at you. Oh, thank you. So, Michelle, this this one was a go-to like among your family. Like, yeah, um, this was like whenever. I think it was whenever I got to choose a cereal, it was either like this or cookie crisps. Nice. Um, uh, hot take. I don't like Lucky Charms. And that's okay. And so my, that's okay. My brother used to pick Lucky Charms all the time. And I'm like, this is trash. So I would hide part of my cereal when it got like low so that I could have my cereal when he had when we were going through his crafty. Box. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've always been a little sneaky. That's great. <laughs> what was, uh, they had a really good slogan at some point. In gotta have my pops. Yeah. Got, just gotta have mm-hmm. my pops. Right. That, that's nice. Simple. I like that. Mm-hmm. Those ads, this kid was, they had the, this jaws theme and, you know, he was not going to get yes. his pops. And then last second, got his pops. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Dave, I'm going to have to make you edit that audio in here. <laughs> I will. I feel, I feel like that would be perfect. Fantastic. Oh. Oh. I'm on it. Oh, so I'm on the Wikipedia, and apparently they make a chocolate peanut butter pops. That's gross. And what? A, a cinnamon one. I can't see either of those really working with like this flavor. Nope, but I'd give it a go. Most people will go with yeah. it. If it's chocolate and peanut butter, Dave Lindquist, mm-hmm. people will. It'll be like. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll buy Garfield them. Garfield and lasagna. <laughs> I think I got a little bit overexcited about this. And so I I ended up, oops, buying like a like extra large family box. So I'm going to be eating corn pops for That's great. the next three months. <laughs> oh, I love it. I regret oh. nothing. Oh, wow. These things have been around forever. Don't mind me. I just keep drifting over to the uh, wiki here. When did 19- they come out? 1950. That's right. Yeah, these are sugar pops. Yeah, their their original sponsor was like a radio show. Was it hosted by Casey Kasem? No, oh, bringing <laughs> it around. The Adventures of Wild Bill Hickok. Oh, this looks amazing. No, when they Holy mean cow. no, Michelle. When they mean radio, they mean people who talk like this. Ah, the see. Wild Bill Hickok Show, sponsored by Sugar Pops. Right here on the Walmart Network. One of my favorite shows um, ever is Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. And there is an episode of it where she is like doing the um, the ads on the radio and like she sings and like dances. And I'm like, why are you dancing? You're on you're on radio. (laughs) No one can see you. (laughs) But I know. I love it. Yeah. Armist uh, Brooks, the station I worked at, because my background's broadcasting. Um, you might not know this, Michelle, but people listening to him, Dave knows. I worked at a station. Oh, I've listened. I know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Brushing my hair that doesn't exist. So, <laughs> um, so see what I did? No, listen. Uh, but we had a, a, a uh, after we have our music city council meetings or whatever show, we put in Armist Brooks, which was. Uh, Eve Arden, I think, was on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, mm-hmm. that was her, and then we do some of the uh, the murder mysteries, and uh, there's some some local stations around around these parts. They do the Sunday nights um, CBS Saturday mysteries um, on mm-hmm. uh, some of these stations. Um, obviously, it, it, the demographic is uh, seventy five plus, <laughs> but young people like it. And me. And me. <laughs> I mean, and that kind of stuff's really come back in this in this platform. Podcasting and that stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's all like either true crime or like dramatizations like murder mystery type right. stuff. That is, is hot right oh, now. Oh I know. I think it's really awesome that like that is something that like podcast is like given back to people is that idea of like being, you know being able to share a story with your friends that you're just listening to. I think that that's really awesome. Oh yeah. It's like an arms race out there with the, the amount of podcasts that are doing nostalgia right now. And uh, I mm-hmm. think the key is to just stick at it and do it every single day. And uh, some people do it for fun and some people do it. And they take it to the next level. And uh, 
but it's 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 created the freedom that my former medium can't do or can't do well although i did work in npr so you know, they have a monopoly on uh, the, the crime mysteries the true crimes but iheart media they got some some crime mysteries too yeah and, and people like that and you know we live in a uh, we live in an unsolved post unsolved mystery society. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Every Thursday night, huh? Oh my gosh. Without fail. The whole family. Also not for nothing, but like what were our families thinking? Those were not shows for kids, nope. but I never missed an episode. And I saw a whole bunch more stuff than I ever should have. What was uh, what was the other one that was on like simultaneously around the same time? Rescue nine one one. Rescue nine one one. Yeah, William Shatner, and this is Rescue nine one one. Nine one one. That that had recreations, right? <laughs> that had yes. reenactments, yeah. dramatizations. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and some yeah, of them were not good. <laughs> those two are always sort of interchanged in my head. Like, it, yeah. like it would just be like these horrific, real, true crimes, and then like. Mm-hmm. We start off our story in Moline, Illinois, where 86-year-old <laughs> Thelma, not Velma, Thelma Lewis was out for a Sunday walk with her church group when disaster struck. <laughs> yes. And then they get the, and I, I think there was only like three people who actually died, you know, in those stories. And obviously uh, we don't, you know, we don't see that too often, not in the reenactment, but... I used to think the reenactments were real, but I was a gullible kid. Oh, I can kid. see that. You, of mm-hmm. course, you can see that. I'm, yeah, I'm me. <laughs> of course, I thought they, I'm like they just stuck a camera right there, and these things um, just happen. Like there was a kid in Florida. We were down at Disney World, February 1996, and the the local Orlando CBS affiliate down there that had rescued 911. We just got back from Epcot, and we turned it on, and there was a kid. Oh, up this tree, like this tall pine tree, and they had to you get paramedics and first responders to get the kid off. And of course, I love tree, and that um, I was around. I was still eleven years old at that time, but that scared the living bejesus in, uh, out of me, and it scared me straight to never climb trees again. Oh yeah, I, I one of those shows still like <laughs> is in my head like that to this day. It was. Uh, I can't remember if it was Rescue 911 or, I mean, it could have even been like a, whatever that year's version of Dateline was, but right, right around the same like early 90s kind of thing, I had a recreation. It was this woman who got shot and killed because she walked out of her house to like warn these hunters they were getting too close to her property and she was waving these like big fur gloves at them being like, hey, hey, stop. And I think I know like, which one. I think that was and Dateline killed. and I think that was Keith Morrison. But it, it's like in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I know why hunters wear orange. And I'm just like haunted by this to this day. It's like if, if I eat, like see someone out hunting. We like, go to like, the woods of Vermont. <laughs> um, oh. So here's the thing. I went to college in Vermont. Oh. And one of the professors at my college a few years after I graduated was shot and killed as he was sitting at his dining room table. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Because people were out in their backyard shooting guns. I need wow. to go breathe into a paper bag right now. Isn't that oh, wild? Oh. It's fine. All of the houses are too close to you, Dave. You're fine. Yeah. 
You're okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did you go to UVM? <laughs> uh, St. Mike's. Oh, very nice. Okay, so Winooski. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it, so I, it's just wild. It was a clear and cold day in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont in the year 2015. That's my Keith, Keith Morrison. And uh, I, I think it. only Jimmy Fallon can do that spot on. <laughs> We do appreciate it. No. Uh, so I was completely wrong. Pops has had like 15 different mascots at some point. They were, they were just like, they ended around the early 80s. So I don't remember any of them. But uh, well, clearly they weren't good. They have so many Apparently mascots. Apparently Woody in his Woodpecker house. was. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Woody, Apparently Woody Woodpecker? Woodpecker was like their official mascot for like almost 10 years like late fifties through mid sixties or so. But I feel like that's our first like real cartoon character, not like serial yeah. created one doing one of these, but well, oh, that's wild. When we do yeah. the March madness next year, we'll have to uh, make note of that. I mean, it looks, if I'm going through this right. list here, it looks like we could have like a full bracket of just like corn pops mascot. We've got sugar <laughs> pot, Pete, the, the uh, prairie dog who dressed as a cowboy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, these mascots have been waiting to return for a long time. They've earned there was a shot. real cowboy called Whippersnapper, uh, Big Yellow. Who are these? Big Yellow sounds like one of those mumble rappers uh, nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have a porcupine named Poppy. It's adorable. <laughs> oh, I'm into uh, it. I'm going to need to find images of these when we put this episode up, try and dig up all the old corn pop mascots and uh, post to the social media. I love it. And notice I did not make, actually I did, I made several references to a political candidate and the cereal before we went to, to war cereal. I have, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I feel dumb because I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I also have not followed whatever story this is, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, would you? Uh, nobody remembers to, uh, our president told that story about pop. No, no. Is this a recent thing? No, this was twenty seventeen. He was. Uh, it was in some oh. pool at Wilmington Pool where he was a lifeguard, and then he. You can go on YouTube. I mean, oh, oh, I think he I was did. a bad yeah. dude. He put palm oil in his hair. His name was Corn Pop. I am not making this up. How, how, I'm, could, I'm Dave, how could you miss now. it? And how could you miss it, Michelle? I think I, this is. I I'm not going to lie to you. Post the audio. This isn't like like a political statement. I'm just saying that this was an actual thing. You know what I mean? No, I believe you. I don't think you're lying about it at all. I um, turned off a lot of audio in my life for the last few years. I don't blame you. I understand. <laughs> well. Reading, I, I would read about the news, but it was not something I was listening to actively. I remember during the presidential de debates on SNL, they had Maya Rudolph come back as Kamala Harris, and I think Woody Harrelson before Jim Carrey played uh, Joe Biden. They had Woody Harrelson as Joe Biden, and then um, she was telling the story about being busted in, in, in Oakland, and then um, it. Uh, my Rudolph is playing Kamala Harris is like, uh, that little girl was me, Corn Pop, on USA Network. 
doing her little Maya Rudolph impression of uh, of Kamala Harris, and uh, she's back now. Maya she's, Rudolph she's can awesome. do no wrong in Maya my Rudolph is fucking so awesome. She's amazing. Uh, yes, yeah, she is. And uh, I forget who they because I know uh, Jim Carrey's not doing uh, Joe Biden. I forget who who who's doing uh, Biden on SNL now, and it's blanking on it. I've not watched much this season. I, I guess it's ending soon. They might go back and revisit. But yeah, we've been going to bed at like ten thirty lately. So. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, no, we do that now. Well, I mean, they haven't had too many episodes this season. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. But uh, th- this is the longest gap. I think they the last uh, last one they had on was uh, the the actor on uh, oh, Judas and the Black Messiah, and uh, the. And, uh, oh, David. Um, oh, good. Uh, or something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I think he would. That was in. He March. was also in Get Out. Yep. And then, uh, and that, and that was in March. And I think it's been. And now they're at the time that we're recording this. They finally got Miley Cyrus and Mr. Doggy Coin um, hosting this weekend. Elon. Yeah. And they just announced. Um, I, I saw today that um, Keegan Michael Key is going to be on that. in a few weeks. Yeah, that, that's really nice exciting. Kid. I love that. I think uh, I love him. He's so wonderful. Reunion, hopefully. I remember them. That'd be amazing. I remember them from Matt TV when it, when Matt TV oh, yeah. was on. Yeah. 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 They're so t- crazy talented. Mm. The substitute um, teacher skit is probably one of their best. I have never, I never before seeing that episode had a single student named Aaron. And then after that, every single year I've had one. And every single year now I'm like, don't call me Aaron. Don't call me Aaron. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't always work. I love that. Cause, I mean, the uh, the uh, the football player skit was essentially the same thing. That All right. <laughs> yeah. Just, just playing with the names like that. Uh. Well, and I love that um, at the end, they always have like the white quarterback. Yeah. And one of the one of the up one of them, um, they have a a Ron Rogers. A <laughs> Ron. <laughs> so good. I'm calling your name. <laughs> And then the the one the one black dude who's like the, he gets his name correct and he's like thank you. <laughs> no, he goes present instead of present. Thank you. <laughs> this is this is a little too like spot on considering we were all like uh, D- Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. <laughs> I just don't remember what his last name actually is. <laughs> I, I think I think it's Kaluuya. I think you're right did too. He, yeah. Did he end up winning the Academy Award? I think he did. I for think that. he like, did. Was, I, I think I've been, so. meaning, I've been meaning to see that movie. I've heard really good things. I, He's incredibly talented. I have not seen the. I finally watched Nomadland. Nomadland, or with uh, oh, I really Francis like McDormand. Yeah. I didn't dislike it as much as I thought it would. I mean, it wasn't yeah. great. It was. It was certainly a lot better than uh, Hillbilly Elgy, which. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, I love Glenn Close, and I hope she wins an Oscar one day. But uh, uh, you know, Frances McDormand kind of got earned that. So, but uh, yeah, no, it, it was depressing. I'll admit yeah. the film, but it was it was good. It was uh, you know, I don't know if I'd you know that's the thing about these Oscar nominees uh, and these movies. They don't you know people don't actually sit back and watch it again and again and again. 
they're really kind of the lightning in the bottle type films. And then, you know, everybody raves about them, the uh, SAG Awards, and then we forget about them. And then they go on to Roku free TV. <laughs> yeah, it's, fun- it's funny seeing the ones that win. And then like 20 years later, that's not the one that's remembered from that year. It's, it's right? a completely different one. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the great movie from that year. It's funny. It happens so it. often. Oh, yeah. Like, Har- like Harvey Milk, when Sean Penn won that award playing the, the, the former uh, activist in, in San Francisco, nobody really mm-hmm. sits back and remembers his performance for that. Uh, they might remember him for Dead Man Walking, which him and Susan Sarandon were just spot on. Yeah. Oh, that's such a brilliant movie. Oh, it movie. does. I actually met Sister Helen Prejean, oh, wow. um, the woman who her character is based on. Oh, wow. Who was, she's a force. She was incredible. Um, wow. Yeah. She came to my college and it was, she was amazing. She like sat down with us and spent a half hour talking after her talk. It was incredible. There was like 10 of us. I did this whole uh, death penalty advocacy class in uh, law school and like, yeah, just seeing some of her writings and like even the interviews here and there. Yeah. I I can't even imagine. She, she's committed to that. She's still active. She totally changed my mind about, I mean, granted I was, a baby and didn't really have formulated you can be excused you were what 18 19 yeah um but i was like oh my gosh you're totally right and this is amazing it was awesome big fan (laughs) yeah she does a lot of great work so yeah uh, you want to promote your (coughs) podcast one more time Yes. So it's called uh, Might I Suggest, and it is on all of the, you know, all of the sources that you can get your podcasts um, on. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a season two going. Um, and so hopefully that'll be up within the next month. Very good. Cool. Dave, do you have anything to promote? Any thingy? Oh man, uh, no, nothing any else on thing, this any big, any big things happening in your w- yeah. neck of the woods? <laughs> Life is chaos now. <laughs> Planet planning for number two now on the way. Like, Enjoy oh, and congratulations. Man. Yeah, we're here first, uh, folks. Um, and uh, you can check out my website, DaveMorrison.net, if you need a voiceover for your project. And uh, got a few people who. Uh, have me do their uh, transitions and narrate that. Just head on over DaveMorrison.net if you want to see some of my work and uh, if you need a smooth voice, um, some bedtime magic. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, buy our t-shirts. And uh, buy our t-shirts, go, go please. Public. I'm thinking of sticking a bumper sticker on my car. Yeah, go to the uh, check out our Frosted Side gear at tpublic.com. Just type in the name the Frosted Side. You'll have hoodies. You'll have tank tops for summer. After you get vaccinated, I get my number two this weekend, which yeah, uh, thank you. Awesome. Which is the day uh, before Mother's Day, but um, this is the only time they could schedule me. So you know, I'll see how I feel. You know, I'll see if I'm big and strong to to fight the uh, the sickness it's it's so unpredictable i can just feel like I, everyone i've talked to has no idea whether or not they're going to just be wiped out the next day or, most people yeah. are yeah but it's good the, the, my second one kicked my booty yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but even at the worst of it i was like still better than covid 
So yeah, I feel like I lucked out with the one and done J and J. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I just got the Pfizer down in Burlington, so I'm gonna do that again. And would uh, you, you? I got mine in Lowell. <laughs> oh, okay. My well, it's yeah. weird because I'm still in Lowell for the time being, but uh, that is um, that's weird um, that you got it down the street from me, a Lowell, Lowell General, right? Uh, no, it was, C- it was like a CVS. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's like one, two. Oh, yeah, I know which CVS you're talking about. There's like three or four. There's one on. Uh, I won't name which one because it's because <laughs> then I'll drive myself crazy trying to go through every single CVS in the city of Old. There's like six or seven of them. I can tell you what what street it's on. I'll after. go for it. <laughs> oh, it's on Bridge Street. Oh, so you? Oh, so that intersection is hell. It was a pain in the butt. Oh, they redid it, and ugh. Uh, it's still a pain in the ass to get through, but they did their best. I, but, uh, yeah, that you were, you were in Centerville. You were, yeah. you were in Centerville. Uh, that's, uh, that's the, uh, the ruffian neighborhood. Centerville and the Aka. Oh, mm. I live in Belvedere, but I'm not that fancy. I live right on the, uh, the, the poverty line. Between the fancy the mansions. accent drops off when he says Belvedere, it's no longer Belvedere. <laughs> You're going to meet all of our neighborhoods if you, uh, well, not you actually, but uh, if, because um, you're going to be in Bridgewater, you're going to be down on the uh, the South Coast, Dave. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it's uh, unpredictable at this point. I'm kind of like directly west to directly south of Boston, somewhere in that sort of like ring inside 495 is kind of like where we're eyeballing. uh, Someplace close to the uh, Boston and enough, close enough to the Patriots and to the Cape. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle of the road. Hey, listen, Michelle, thank you so much. And we will check out my, I suggest on. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for having, uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us to review Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Haunted house hangups and corn pops right here on the frosted side. Dave, anything else? No, that's it. Thanks, Michelle. I appreciate it. And I love that your uh, headphones and microphone are coordinated. Yes. Thank you so much for noticing. Mm, how could we not? <laughs> All right. So check out our stuff online, the uh, tpublic.com slash side. Check out some of, our, some of our great merch if you need a voiceover artist. Check out my website, davemorrison.net. For Dave Linquist, I am Dave Morrison. We'll see you next time right here on the Frosted Side. Take care. <laughs>